how is this out and about? Thought I'd see if anybody wants to play some round ball. You're listening to the Bet Slippin' Podcast Daily NBA Show. Featuring Jeff Clark from USA Today Sportsbook Wire. What up, homies? Thanks for tuning into the Bet Slippin' Podcast. This is the NBA postseason podcast. We're going to be looking at the two NBA Conference Finals Game 1s. Uh, that tip off Tuesday, May 17th, and Wednesday, May 18th. I'm obviously recording this Tuesday morning in the Pacific uh, Standard Time, so it's 10.30 my time when I'm recording this. Um, the first game in the NBA Conference Finals tips off tonight at 8.30 Pacific Standard Time, or Eastern Standard Time on ESPN with the one-seed Miami Heat hosting the two-seed Boston Celtics. And then we're also going to give out um, and break down the game one between the Dallas Mavericks uh, playing the Golden State Warriors in the Western Conference Finals. That tips off Wednesday, 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time on TNT. Um, and all those odds are actually provided by our sponsor, Typico Sportsbook. I'll do an ad read for them in a second. But let me first talk about my dreadful playoff performance to this point. I'm 20... Um, five and thirty-two in the NBA playoffs thus far, so that's that really sucks. I was thirty-one games above five hundred in the regular season, came in to the playoffs, um, boosting or booming with confidence, but have been humbled by the market and just really haven't had great luck here in the postseason. I had an zero and two uh, performance in the play-in games, it was sixteen and nineteen in the first round, and finished the second round nine and eleven. After I was one and two on my last NBA bet slip and podcast, I whiffed at the Milwaukee Bucks money line in Game Six, whiffed with the Memphis Grizzlies plus seven and a half in Game Seven, where they end up losing by double digits, but um, um, they were they were close and they were covering the spread for a lot of that game, but I ended up losing to double digits in Game Seven in the Golden State Warriors. But then I hit the Dallas Mavericks plus six and a half in their Game Seven romp over the Phoenix Suns. So. Still a disappointing end of the second round, disappointing postseason for me, but um, I'm excited about the conference finals. I'm excited about these matchups, and I still think I can end up profiting in this NBA playoffs, just not as much as I originally planned, obviously. Uh, but I do have three best bets in the NBA game one, um, game ones of the conference finals. Um, I'm taking the Miami Heat money line. I'm taking Miami Heat. Uh, power forward Bam Adebayo over 15.5 points in the first conference final, um, Eastern Conference final game. And then I'm also taking the Dallas Mavericks plus um, 5.5 points in their game one meeting with the Golden State Warriors. All those odds, again, are provided by our sponsor, Typico Sportsbook, who is a global sports betting leader now live in New Jersey and Colorado. You can make your favorite sports more interesting with Typico's fast and easy mobile sportsbook app. New users from this podcast can get a special welcome bonus at usatodaybet.com slash podcast. That's usatodaybet.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions do apply, though. you got to be 21 or older to game. Please see Typico's website for details. Also, if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER for New Jersey, 1-800-522-4700 for Colorado. Please remember to gamble responsibly. Okay, so game one again from the Boston Celtics, two seed uh, playing the one seed Miami Heat in Miami, tips off 
Tuesday tonight, 8.30 Eastern Standard Time. Boston won the season series uh, with Miami two games to one straight up and against the spread. The total was um, one and two to the over um, or to the under in those four meet or in those three meetings, excuse me. Um, but I do think Miami actually is undervalued heading into this matchup. And if I had to pick, make a series bet one way or the other, it would definitely be Miami, um, plus money. And Tipico right now, they're plus 135 to win the series. I've seen some books have it up to plus 160. Uh, but for me, Miami, not for me, but Miami has the edge in coaching, playoff experience, albeit that's marginal, uh, home court advantage, obviously, and um, three-point percentage or or, or, um, behind-the-arc play, I I should say. Um, Miami, Miami's home court advantage isn't very good, granted, but um, the fact that they have home court and Boston does not uh, takes away a Boston strength and, 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 and neutralizes what could be a weakness for, for what could have been a weakness for Miami. Also, uh, most people I think are, are down on Miami's path to the conference finals, but I don't know. They looked very impressive versus Atlanta, who a bunch of teams were high on, or a bunch of people were high on coming into the season. And, um, they beat the crap at a, at a Philly in the first two games without Joel Embiid and then end up, uh, they gave up a t- couple games and Joel Embiid entered the lineup. Uh, they had to adjust a tad. Obviously, Philly's um, questionable playoff res- resume played a-, a factor in that series, but Miami ended up cruising past Philly in Game 6 in Philadelphia. And I just think the market is, um, I don't know, um, too in love with the Boston Celtics here, and that's given some value to a Miami Heat that I, I think is underrated. I am going to take the Miami Heat on the money line, though, in game one. Uh, they're the best three-point shooting team in the NBA. They're first in three-point shooting percentage and, and second, actually, behind Boston in defensive three-point percentage. So their three-point differential is first in the NBA. And Boston swung the tide in its previous series against the Milwaukee Bucks by chucking three-pointers and connecting on three-pointers. But I don't think that's going to be um, a way – Boston can beat Miami in this game because, or in this series, because Boston is the worser team from behind the arc. Miami, again, has a better three-point shooting percentage and is right behind them in defensive three-point percentage. So the odds of the percentages say that Miami will outperform Boston from behind the arc. Um, And and also both Dallas and Boston got to the conference finals because of three-point shooting. And you could... um, you can go uh, to to analyze how a game was decided in the NBA. You can go right to the three point shooting um, stats and the box score, and that will typically tell you the story of how these games played out. So uh, instantly, I look towards Miami since it's uh, an elite point three point shooting team. Also, they have an underrated defense. They were first in paint points per game allowed, top ten in defensive uh, pick and roll efficiency. They're third in mid-range field goal percentage versus top 10 teams. Now, that's big for me because great teams specialize in hitting tough mid-range jumpers. You look at uh, some of these playoff teams, Phoenix, obviously they're out now, but they um, they were phenomenal in the mid-range between Devin Booker and Chris Paul. Milwaukee was phenomenal or should have been phenomenal in the mid-range with Chris Middleton when he's healthy. Obviously, he wasn't available versus 
uh, the Celtics, and that's a big reason why Milwaukee ended up getting eliminated in the second round. And Boston likes to operate in the mid-range with Tatum and Brown, and they just beat a team that um, played in the mid-range through Kevin Durant and the Brooklyn Nets. So mid-range shooting is a big deal um, in the playoffs and in crunch time, and, and Miami is really good at defending in the paint, defending in the mid-range, and defending uh, behind the arc. And they have the athleticism, size, length, and experience on the defensive end to really frustrate uh, the Boston Wings, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. I love uh, Miami's um, defensive wing um, presence between Jimmy Butler, P.J. Tucker, and Bam Adebayo, and I think they could really do a good job in, in making life difficult for Tatum and Brown. Also, Miami's on extended rest. Uh, Boston just played a a, um, a physical, hard-nosed seven-game series with the Milwaukee Bucks, um, and Mi- Miami actually crushes on extended rest. Um, I believe it helps Eric Spolstra build a, a winning game plan. You know, he takes the extra time to um, sink his teeth, sink his teeth into the opposing team strategy and, and concoct a plan that the Miami Heat can um, win through. And also, Miami's dealt with nagging injuries a lot of this year, most of this year. So extended rest helps the Heat recover from those nagging injuries. But off extended rest or with an rest edge, I should say. Miami's 19-6 and six straight up this season. They have a plus 9-point um, margin of victory in those games. Off of four or more days of rest, they're 4-0 and oh straight up, with a plus 12.3 margin of victory in those games. Boston's also 10-12 and 12 straight up when playing with a rest disadvantage. So Miami Heat's the more rested team. They have a home court advantage. Typically teams that just play in game seven lose um, in the next round in game one. So that's um, a trend that's in our favor. And again, uh, these series and these games are usually swung by three-point shooting. And by taking the Miami Heat money line, we're back in the team with a better three-point shooting performance. So let's take the Miami Heat to win game one. Maybe we zigzag and take Boston in game two. Not sure, but either way, I think there's more value in the Miami Heat in this series. Um, And that's how I would be playing them if I were to make a series bet, which I won't. I also do like a player prop in this game. I'm taking over Bam Adebayo, 15.5 points, uh, which is priced at minus 115 on Tipico. He led the Heat Celtics bubble series in points per game at 21.8 on 61% field goal shooting. Obviously, those are different circumstances. Al Horford wasn't on the Boston team, and he he improves their interior defense slightly. But Boston uh, has their best defensive player, or excuse me, their best defensive big, Robert Williams III, a little banged up. He might play in this game. Either way, he's not going to be 100%. And I think there's value in Bam Adebayo bouncing back from a difficult series against Philly to play much better against a Boston team that doesn't have the defensive front court that Philly or even Atlanta has. Um, I've said this many times recently, but Atlanta's um, big Clint Capella is one of the better defensive rebounding um, and, and, and rim protectors in the league. Obviously, Joel Embiid also fits that mold. And those were uh, two of the front court opponents that Bam Adebayo had to play in the first two rounds. Um, leading into the series. So I think he's going to get more opportunity against Boston because of their um, 
weaker defensive front court and smaller defensive front court. And Bam likes to operate a lot in the mid range. And Boston, at least, they're good with um, they defend mid range field goals pretty well, but they at least give up a, a ton of mid range field goals. So if they're gonna allow Bam to to get shots off where he wants in the mid range, I think he'll hit those tough contested um, two pointers and. I like his over 15 and a half points in game one. So I'm going to add that to the Miami Heat money line. And those are my two game one Eastern Conference finals uh, plays. Moving over to the Wednesday game with the Dallas Mavericks uh, meeting the Golden State Warriors. Uh, game one of the Western Conference finals. Dallas beat Golden State in the regular season three games to one in their season series, both straight up and against the spread. Um, Dallas is four and one against the number in the last five versus Golden State, and um, Luka Doncic really balls out versus Golden State, and and is the best player in the series. He's third in PER and second in points per game in the playoffs, in nine career head-to-head meetings versus Steph Curry. The Dallas Mavericks are, or Luka and the Dallas Mavericks are five and four straight up. He's averaging 31 points per game on 49% field goal shooting, 44% from behind the arc, and 83% from from the foul line. So Luka is balling coming into the series, obviously, and really balls out versus Golden State. Also, this this backcourt matchup between Dallas and Golden State, I think, is a lot closer than it should be or uh, is a lot closer than Golden State wants it to be, especially if you're one of the people that are looking to back Golden State win by margin or cover the spread here. Dinwiddie and Brunson should be able to get theirs versus Golden State's weak perimeter defense. We saw John Morant do whatever he want. Obviously, he's much better than Dinwiddie and Brunson, but Dinwiddie and Brunson are great isolation players, and I think they're going to get quality looks against Jordan Poole or Steph Curry or Clay Thompson, who frankly looks like he lost uh, a step defensively or still needs to regain the step um, that he lost via injury defensively. Um, Golden State's also without perimeter, defensive perimeter uh, specialist and and Andre Iguodala. So I like Dinwiddie and Brunson, obviously Luka to get theirs in this matchup. Dinwiddie actually balled out versus Golden State this year. Um, since he's came to the Mavericks, he's played two games against the Warriors. Dinwiddie is averaging 20.5 points per game on 72% true shooting in those two games versus Golden State. He has a plus 29 net rating. Um, and Dallas and Jason Kidd did a really good job of fitting Dinwiddie into their system and using him how he um, – using him – uh, using what he does well to fit their offensive scheme. So Dinwiddie is an isolation basketball player, um, and Dallas has been playing a lot of iso-heavy ball with Dinwiddie, with Brunson, and with Luka, obviously. And that's actually been an area of weakness or struggle for the uh, Golden State Warriors this postseason. They're, I think, the second or third worst defensive efficiency versus iso ball in these postseason and again, Dallas plays mad iso ball through their guard. So I think Brunson, Dinwiddie, and Luka are going to be able to, if not offset, just straight up outplay Golden State's backcourt. I think Dorian Finney-Smith and Draymond Green, believe it or not, are a wash. And and Dallas and, and Golden State's frontcourt are effectively a wash. I actually like Dallas to win this series, especially at the price point. I'm not going to bet 
the series actually, but I'll be be taking stabs at Dallas throughout the series. Um, I think this pricing is outrageous. Maybe that's a bit of a square logic. You know, it's recency bias. Dallas is beating uh, Phoenix, but Dallas has owned Golden State over the past couple seasons, and a big reason is because Dallas um, takes care of the the ball a lot better than Golden State. Dallas is fifth in offensive turnover rate. Golden State clumsy with the rock been clumsy in the playoffs with the rock and they're 29th in offensive turnover rate during the regular season they're 21st in points off of turnovers allowed per game so that's one of the reasons dallas um typically plays pretty well against golden state and another reason is dallas is much better at actually manipulating the officials Golden State is only 22nd in both offensive and defensive free throw attempt rates in this season. Uh, this season. Dallas is averaging f- um, four more free throw attempts per game in their four head-to-head meetings with the Golden State Warriors this season. So I like Dallas's ability to... Um, to score in ISO sets. I like their ability to take care of the ball more so than Golden State's. Uh, Dallas did a good job forcing turnovers in the in the last series against Phoenix, which is a very good ball handling team. And I like D- Dallas's um, ability at manipulating the officials better than, than Golden State's. So um, I, Dallas, I think this is a bit of a toss-up series. So I'll take five and a half with Dallas. Add that to my bet slip with Miami Heat's money line in the first game, and I'm going over Bam out of Bayou, 15 and a half points. Hopefully, we get it right here in the conference finals. I've I've slipped up in the first two rounds of the playoffs and the play-in uh, tournament, so that's a huge bummer. But I'm still uh, probably irrationally confident, but very confident in my handicapping ability, and I'm I'm excited to get these conference finals going and hopefully make some money and hopefully profit for you guys. Uh, whether you follow or fade me, best of luck to you. Do your own homework before making any of your wagers. Don't go off of just what I said. Um, give Tipico a shot if you're in New Jersey and Colorado. You can get a special welcome bonus through usadelaybet.com slash podcast by doing so. But, yeah, once again, best of luck to you guys, and hopefully we can make some money here in this conference finals. Peace. Thought I'd see if anybody wanted to play some round ball. You're listening to the Bet Slippin' Podcast Daily NBA Show featuring Jeff Clark from USA Today Sportsbook Wire.